How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Brought to you by Rocks, where rock and metal thrive. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is our first podcast in March, March 2nd of 2021, that is. And this band reached out to me on Instagram because they liked the podcast. And then I listened to some of their music and I'm like, oh my God, we got to have them on the podcast. And boom, bang. What, no, Big Bang Boom, that's the way to put it. We have them on the podcast today. So coming from Canada is the band Raven's Code. And I'm going to preface with this. When it comes to finding Raven's Code online, listening to their music, you're going to want to listen around Fire and Storm after you listen to this podcast if you haven't already listened to it. You're going to find all their socials, where you can find their um, them online with their website, where you can buy their merch, where you can stream their music. Everything's going to be in the description below in the podcast notes and the description for the podcast. So do not worry about that. So... Remember, go check them out after the podcast because we have a lot of fun on this one and you really get to feel their sound, that modern hard rock flair. So are you guys ready? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. You know, if you have a band out there and you reach out to me and say, hey, you know, maybe check out your band. But these guys said, hey, we really like your podcast. I had to ask them, which podcast did you listen to? They said the one with no result because people say we have a similar sound to them. And I'm like, you know what? I got to take a listen to this to see what happens because I do like no result. I went on a Spotify, listened to their album Fire and Storm, which came out in 2020. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, man, this is good stuff. I can see where the no result kind of, uh, let's say comparison comes in but this is definitely has its own style as well and i got through five of the ten songs and after the fifth song i said you know what that's it i want to get these guys in the podcast i want to talk to these guys so please welcome all the way from canada the band raven's code so guys welcome to core progression podcast what's up thank you how's everything going over there in canada during this day and age just living the dream living the dream bud I just, I just heard yeah, cold, and all I can bad. say is I agree with you on that. I'm, de- I'm, I mean, it all depends on exactly where, because I'm over in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the U.S. So definitely northern part of the of uh, the United States. Definitely in that cold realm. I mean, right now as we're shooting this, I think it's like 15 or 16 degrees outside Fahrenheit. That is so. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of snow on the ground. <laughs> so you're sure, feeling buddy, us then? All right, that's good. yeah, that's chilly. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling you on that one. However, uh. Yeah, I'm still not the biggest fan of the snow at times, you know, gets everywhere. You have to shovel it all the time. All of a sudden the plows come through in the streets. You have to shovel again because everything gets pushed back over onto your sidewalks or onto your like little walkways out to the street. It gets annoying. I'm pretty yeah. good. I'm ready for Definitely. Spring. The beautiful thing about snow though, <laughs> is it makes it that much sweeter when it's gone. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally agree with that one. Good point. It's just like, ah, oh, it's nice. They don't have to deal with like all like the, you know, the, the dirt colored snow and just like looking all like, you know, like oh, the yeah. worst colored slushy you could possibly imagine. Very appetizing. But before we really jump in everything, I always like to have you guys introduce yourselves to the audience as well. So everyone gets to know you a little bit more. So I ask three questions all the time. And the first two, very simple, very easy. The last one is my favorite because it always puts you guys on the spot. And I always am curious to see what the answers are. So the first one is, want well, to know what your name is. Second one is I want to know what you guys do in Raven's Coats. That's the easy part. The third question I want to know is we're going to go all like high school, like 
intro to high school welcome week in college stuff, I want to know a little fun fact about yourself or a fun story about yourself. However, I always like to know the wackiest thing that you could possibly think of. I've heard people give me their Tinder bios. That one's always a favorite of mine. I always bring it up because wow. it's absolutely hilarious. I've heard people tell me stories about um, chloroforming other members of their band, taking them to a beach, and then oh burying them halfway in the sand, and then putting like ketchup all around them so that they think that they got their legs chopped off. That was also a funny one. I've also heard about famous uh, Instagram pets and people being famous on YouTube, like the most famous YouTuber from Sweden before PewDiePie ever became a thing. So you guys can make me laugh or make me go, holy crap. That's what I'm looking for. So whoever wants to start, you guys are up. Go ahead, Mike. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, start us off with something good, bud. Oh, we're still on. Oh, oh that's, yes. That's yes, cool. We're, still we're on. live. Your mic is on. <laughs> this is terrible. I, I'm like killing time while you guys are thinking of something genius. I'm going to blurt out like that's, crap. That's well, we chose I can you. first uh, start off with my name. It's Mike, Mike Davidson. And in the band Raven's Code, I play the bass. And um, I'm going to execute my uh, Fifth Amendment on that third question. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, <laughs> No, man. Um, I can just go straight up top of my head. Um, when I'm not doing music um, and I'm not doing like the day job, uh, I'm a hardcore gamer. Video games, straight up. You should see my gamer score, that bro. Is, it's very true. So, so what, what is your gamer score at the moment? That's the real question. Oh, I've, lost, I've lost count. I'd have to go check. <laughs> I've lost count. It's huge. It's huge. I have so many achievements. Have you been doing a lot of? Have you have you picked up streaming on like Twitch or what used to be Mixer as of the pandemic? Actually, Ravens Code does have a Twitch. We just haven't we just haven't done anything with it yet, which is weird because we're all gamers. But I guess we just haven't really done the whole like you know we'll set up the webcam and get us there and then and then talking to people. I'm sure it would do quite well, but I mean we just we just haven't done it because yeah tomorrow know. we'll start tomorrow. Yeah. But no, I got my 1,000th goal um, in NHL last night. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which which version of Chell, though, are you, are you playing is the real question. The 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 newest one on Xbox. Okay. Always yeah. got to ask, though, because usually, like, whenever I'm playing with my friends, like, we're still pretty much stuck on Chell 14 at this moment. No, no. Nice. We, ha- we have every time it comes out, we got to get the new one and then and then just break new records, you know? Under understandable, understandable. Yeah. I know they usually get the new ones, but never like everyone, everyone gets together and plays. It's like okay, put in Shell fourteen. Also, like this will see the soundtrack on that one too. Always much yeah. more enjoyable. Yeah, and, and when you say enjoyable, you mean frustrating the hell out of you because all of these kids out there are just ridiculous at this thing. They just they they. I understand why there is an actual goal taunt that says, "Hey, that was a glitch goal, bud," because it because because they do that. <laughs> Just was, throwing controls against yeah. the wall, eh, bud? Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, my brother and my best friend would always or, uh, accuse me of cheating and glitching the game whenever you're playing, like, NFL Blitz 2001 or the original Super Smash Bros. in the N64. I'm like, no, I'm just good at them. Then other times came around where all of a sudden my buddy started playing a lot more uh, Super Smash Bros. And now every time we play together, he just kicks my ass left and right. And I just like, I can't use that because you just got better. And now I'm like, you just exposed all my secrets, man. What the hell? The Pretty circle much, yep. of life. 
The circle of life. Okay, gotta put a little sing in, in there, and that, yeah. that's where the cringiness <laughs> happens with my part of the podcast. So I just have, I just have to say now, we, I probably killed at least five minutes with that answer. So you guys better come up with something freaking awesome, man, because that was that was a lot of thinking time. <laughs> It'll segue us right into. We're gonna go with Brian now. So Brian, you're up. Okay, uh, I am Brian, Brian Daniel. I play guitar in Raven's Code and sing as well. Um, fun fact about me, uh, through university, I worked as a tour guide for a whiskey company and spent all of my afternoons doing whiskey tastings, one an hour for six hours straight throughout the afternoon every single day. Noon, one, two, three. Yeah, great. You got, you got me. So, and then he'd drive home. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, it was no, separated no. by an hour each time. It was just, <laughs> my point is, I spent three years of university never ever getting sick because I had so much whiskey going through my system that it just killed coronaviruses, <laughs> uh, the common cold. Didn't get sick for three years straight. Just saying. Oh my God, I should have gotten a job like that because when I was in college, I had a job as a tour guide as well, but that was because I had to take people around the dorm that I lived in my freshman year and show them that place. There's less whiskey tastings in your tours, I see, yes. Yes, less whiskey tastings. (laughs) There were a couple times where all of a sudden walking around there, I'm just like, "Uh, let's just see what happens here. I have like a, I have like a, like a, not clear, like just like solid water bottle usually had something else in there that wasn't water that was definitely not um on the university code of conduct for what uh, I should have had in there but you know what who was going to say anything you got to make your own fun yeah oh yeah my brother always told me he's like yeah just take it like a big giant can of monster put some jagger in there and call it a day i did that a couple of times oh not again would. not again <laughs> bad memories that that'll put some hair on your ass right there yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was about to like hair in your chest, but I'm like, no, 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 that's definitely a hair in the ass kind of yeah, thing right yeah. there. <laughs> All right. All right, you're saving the best for last. Justin, your turn, man. Oh, you know it. Oh, God, I don't know if it's the best by any means. Um, I am Justin Bazaire. I play guitar, and I also sing alongside of my co-singer, Brian, who we've been singing with together, I should say, for the last, what, 20 years, Brian? Uh, give or years? take about 20 years. Yeah, man. Yeah, we are pretty comfortable around each other. We cut, we uh, went to the same high school, and I guess I don't really know of anything too exciting in my life that I can tell you besides the fact that uh, I do play video games, and I went to college nine years after I graduated high school, and I took uh, a course to be a customs officer. Really? Yeah, there's really nothing too spectacular in my life that's nothing compared to, you know, like getting mad at little children on Xbox like Mike does when he plays. <laughs> Coming for you. Or uh, or whiskey t- <laughs> or whiskey tours or anything. I'm pretty, I don't know, I didn't really have too much of an exciting, you know, later after high school years. So you never know. Usually during this podcast, at times we'll just start talking about some other things, and then all of a sudden there's gonna be some random sort of just pops in your head that you end up telling that's just gonna like blow us completely out of the water with probably having me fall out of my chair, hitting my head on the table, laughing so hard. <laughs> that that has happened before, and it has knocked my camera completely out during a podcast. Uh-oh. It took me like five minutes to fix it. So if you if if you're able you to pull that off, and thank you. Like that's that's always a great time. Trust me. 
Nice. What kind of camera you got there? You got a little webcam or what's... Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a webcam right now. Not the one that's on my laptop because if it did, it'd look kind of all grainy. So I bought like a 80 or 1080i HD webcam about a year and a half ago. It's just on top of one of my other monitors. So got got like one of those like light rings behind it as well, just so the lighting is a little bit nicer. Oh, look at you. I did that too. I'm I'm all set up here, man. I got the shameless yeah. plug in the background too. Oh yeah, I see oh, the I see the album, the album. And I got the the Vikings purple right there, buddy. Yeah, j- just for me. Oh man, this for is you. so nice. You put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a feeling that the uh, that the the album cover back there definitely was on purpose, but the purple lighting, maybe just a coincidence. Yeah, definitely <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you sold it though, man. Yeah, yeah. really sold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had you all fooled. Yeah, you sure. sold it very well. So props to you on that one, big man. Thank you. But. On to the more important part of this, which is definitely the music that you guys have made with Ravenscope. Because when you guys first messaged me and I'm like, okay, you know, you said kind of have it, people t- say that you sound like like similar to No Resolve at the same point as well. And looking at your Spotify, like the first thing it was like, okay, let's see who they're like. If you like this band, who might you also like? And the first band that shows up is No Resolve. I'm like, no okay, Resolve. Yeah. Okay, this is kind of hilarious as, you know, you guys say that the fans easily show that as well especially on spotify so let's take a listen to some of the music and I remember the first thing i listened to off of fire and storm was of course first song fire where i can easily tell where that comparison comes in however there is a lot more than just that comparison there's a lot more going on there and really a lot of it comes down to the vocals as well so i gotta ask because it's between brian and justin is it you guys consistently like bouncing in between each other with the vocals at the same point as well because Honestly, it was kind of hard to differentiate if there were two different vocalists on this. It kind of sounded the same throughout. So that is a very good thing when it comes to being able to do a lot of different things with two separate vocalists. We do yeah. get that a lot, actually. We, we yeah, do we get do. that a lot. Everybody's just like, your singer's amazing. He's got that. I'm like, well, both of them are pretty good. good. You know, we have to constantly remind people. Yeah. It was something that, that just has always kind of worked so, so well, especially with with us having just kind of different ranges that just met in the middle with journey kind of being able to sing so, sorry journey is justin by the way if you hear me say journey, yeah that's my nickname that's that's justin long story full another full another story there um with the way that our, our vocals <laughs> kind of overlap in the middle but with me having the higher range and him the lower range it's like you've got one singer that just has a real fat range and you know singing harmonies with, with each other has always just come really really easy for us Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool thing to have as well, because I've had another band, the podcast, a band called Ascent Like Wolves, where it was the exact same thing listening to their album. I'm like, I have no idea that this is multiple guys that are singing in this. It sounds like the same person over and over again. But that gives you a lot of range in what you're able to do as well. And a lot of different things yeah. you're able to create, because all of a sudden you can create these different like echoing, you know, call and response style vocals if you really want yeah. to. And you have that ability in your back pocket, which is something you can always pull out at any given time. You got it. Yeah. Gives you a it's lot of versatility. Yeah, it's definitely not like Alexis on fire or, or something. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, you can like nice. tell. No, definitely <laughs> not that different. No, def- definitely not. And I, cause I remember listening to it, and when it came down to the vocals, one thing that really caught my eye was like I was trying to figure out, it seems like there's like style here that it kind of gives off the same vibe as, but I wasn't necessarily sure where it was because I couldn't find like a direct comparison to it in my mind. 
But then I was able to kind of like put a couple of different vocalists together and kind of mix it together. And one thing that really got me was when listening to these songs, it was when, because I got to find how, because I definitely wrote this down. I just want to make sure I get the names right. Like when you guys were going more in the verses on some of these songs, it had a little bit more of this like less forceful, a little bit more just kind of to the point style with a vocal. And it reminded me between Rich Luzzi of uh, Rev Theory mostly but then also with a little bit of like nice. adam gontier style in there as well and i really liked how that worked out but then as the vocals got a little bit more prominent as the volume got a little bit louder and the more and a little more emotion came out in there the mixture started to get more of that like adam gontier feel and then the rituals you saw was kind of coming down so you're getting a, more of a balance there like it kind of like there's always this consistent balance but how you guys played off in all these different songs it was how this balance was where it's like, okay, sometimes it's here. Sometimes this one's down here. And all of a sudden just like, it just keeps going back and forth, which was awesome due to the fact that a lot of that balance was able to just bring out a lot of the messages in these songs in a completely different light with different harmonies, different sounds, sometimes going with a faster pace, sometimes going with more of like a hard rock ballad sound, or sometimes going with a full on acoustic ballad. Like it worked out incredibly well for you guys. Right. Well, thanks, man. Well, thank that's you. that's thank the you. goal right Very there. Much. And the names you're throwing out is exactly exactly what uh what we grew up listening to like i said adam conche like that's for me that's 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 what i'm going for right i've spent yeah. have every album spent my whole my whole life listening to his music so so thank you you couldn't have given me a better yeah, compliment. i've seen him in concert so many times so that's the bad it's for sure what brian said an amazing compliment so thank you very much i know i gotta say i'm a little jealous of you justin because you've seen adam gante live many times and I have yet to see Adam Gontier perform live at this moment. And I was supposed to in 2020, but Ugh. of course 2020 happened. And I'm not too happy about that. Yeah. I think well, the nice thing about going to see Saints is three. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I think I saw three days grace play, but six or seven times. Um, and I never got a chance to see St. Tisonia. And I think I know where Brian's going. So I'll let him finish the, uh, the last, last half of this. Yeah, I was just going to say that if you go and see Saint his Saint Sonia shows, they'll often play a few covers of like the Three Days Days Grace Days, which <laughs> which is I mean obviously it's different. You got a, a whole you know different thing going on. You don't Barry playing guitar, but like but but you get a kind of a feel of if if you missed out on that, you know at least you can you know hear a few of the of the classics, which is uh, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for because I think they're going to be playing. In Milwaukee, they were doing a tour with, I forgot who the, all the bands were. I know the headliner was going to be Breaking Benjamin once again. And I'm like, okay, Breaking Benjamin coming off with the Aurora yeah. album, especially them having Adam on Dance of the Devil. They're probably going to not do the acoustic style. They're probably going to go full on with it, but they have done that before. I hope so. Yeah. And it That's... is, it. and my, I had a friend that went to go see it like the day before I went to go see the a Breaking Benjamin show because all of a sudden like Adam Gante was in Minneapolis. So they just showed up. Then all of a sudden the next day they're in Milwaukee and he wasn't there, but I was at the show. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I really wanted to go see Saints of Sunday because I want to see Adam Gante perform live. However, I did get a chance to see Three Days Grace when they were on tour with Disturbed back in 2019 just to see how uh, Matt Walsh was going to play, especially with most of the songs being played were, you know, the more prominent ones were definitely the ones that had Adam Gante as the writer and the vocalist on them. And I'm not going to lie, hearing Matt Walsh live, I mean, it's not Adam Gante, but he did a pretty damn good job. Yeah, Brian I remember thinking I, that I think same we thing. We were at that show, weren't we? We were at the, uh, we were there for that tour. I know we saw them. I know we saw both of those bands. I can't remember if it was at the same that same year if they were together or not. But yeah, 
yeah, I got that that same feeling, um, yeah. not knowing what you were going to get uh, from that, but uh, being really impressed. Same, Mike. He if you're he doesn't yeah. quite have that the same grit, right? That yeah. Adam has, but but like kudos, like really, really rocked it. Yeah. Now I got to ask you this, Mike, before I jump anything. If you if you yeah. went and saw that show, do you remember where you saw it at? Uh, Budweiser Stage in Toronto. Yeah. Is it called Budweiser at the time? Yeah. Budweiser Stage. It was named after a beer. I yeah. Guess. I was going to say, John, I, I was hoping that you guys would have traveled over to the U.S. <laughs> to see the show that I would have been at as well, because that would have just been absolutely hilarious to see the same show that you right. guys saw, but like not do, know who you were. Do you, do you want to stop the yeah. tape and we can we can redo the question? We can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that'll create like, <laughs> whoa! Nah, that we were just, in the same room. It's so weird. N- nah, I thought I recognized you. No, no that, okay. that, we don't get the authentic. That's not authentic, and that's usually like I just like the normal flow, authentic style as well. Uh, because you never okay. know. I have yeah, I have had times where all of a sudden I've started talking about shows with other bands. They're like, "Oh my god, we were there too." I'm just thinking, "Holy shit!" So I like to see if that actually happened. It is a small Burn. world. It is, but when it comes down to your guys' music as well, and your sound, I mean, the, it's really like with Adam Gontier's sound. It's very hard to get that same kind of gust, that same kind of gruffiness to the vocals that really have this just like kind of weird melodic feel to them. And especially with the chorus that you guys go on a lot of your songs on this album, it really does stand out a lot more in those courses when the vocals are a lot more prominent, when the volume's a lot higher, when they're just really more forceful behind them as well. However, again, like I said, when you guys go with a little bit more of a less forceful style, it kind of sounds more like that balance between Adam and Rich Luzzi from uh, Rev Theory. It has a completely different feel to it as well. So you're really able to play on so many different emotions. You're able to use so many different stylings within your music to create this incredible sound. So, I mean, it took it took me half, an, half of the album to really be like, okay, I want these guys on the podcast. I had that thought process after song two, but it was confirmed after song five. And I'm like, I still got half this album to go. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. Thanks, man. Nice. That's, that's, that's super no, cool. We're glad. Well, now that we have the two singers, should we should we hear a note from them? Should we... Should we? <laughs> just you just didn't like the... that we put you oh, on the yeah. spot earlier. Is that what this is? Yeah, it's just a bit of redemption <laughs> for sure. Let's I mean, hear those notes. That terrible you guys idea. <laughs> I mean, if, I'll say if you guys want to go for it, there was one podcast I had where I asked someone, I was like, okay, so what's coming next from you guys? And all of a sudden, the dude just grabbed his guitar and started singing for a minute and a half. I'm just like, I just gotta, Jesus. I just gotta let this happen. This is incredible. That so is I was kind of hoping really. you just like start belting out some singing out there. But Brian, understand if you don't want to, you know, you don't want to wake up the kid while doing this. That is, that is a constant concern, yes. Let's just want to like go really whisper and sing, but then it's going to sound rather sensual and just mm-hmm. not yeah, really it, make it, any sense. There's very few mm-hmm. Adam Gontier belting out moments where he's whispering. That is that is that is true, <laughs> and it's valid valid point. That, but like one of the things you guys were talking about was like with when I brought up Three Days Grace with Adam Gontier. That like with Brian, what you brought up was you've been following this band ever since they broke through with their uh, debut on back in 2003. And I think that was the first time I heard them as well, yeah. because they were featured on a NASCAR video game that I had as a kid. And right when you open up, I hate everything about you started playing. Yeah. So it was like the first time I got yeah. really introduced to them. So I've been pretty much with them the whole entire way through. Maybe not as yeah. prominent as some other times, but, you know, I've always I kind of always been there, which is really interesting. However, so, I mean, definitely that's a band that has influenced you at some point. However, I got to ask is like what other bands really had you guys been influenced by individually that help attribute to the writing styles behind Raven's Code music? Well, for me, I grew Um, up in a real, uh, a real classic rock home. So it was always, uh, 
The Who, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Um, my mother was really into Bob Seger. So I know every word to every Bob Seger song because I just can't lose them. Um, so for me, it was a lot of classic rock. So when I really started getting into listening to music myself, I kind of found myself going towards kind of modern age classic rock kind of music. So, so for me, Alter Bridge is what pops up where, where you've got, you know, the, this generation's Led Zeppelin, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the lead singer with the, with the vocals that just can hit any note you give them a guitar player that just shreds, but just a fully, a full band of just incredibly musically talented artists. So for me, that's the absolute top of the list. Ooh, I like that pick as well. I mean, when when Ultimate came out with "Walk the Sky" in 2019, that was my pick for best album of the year, just because it was it, it had that like classic rock sound. But Mark Tremonti yeah. Shray on the guitar as well, and of course Miles Kenny's vocals all over the place. But the, but like consistently clean and consistently perfect all over the place. Well, like the range is wide, but it's not misplaced in any sort of way. Absolutely. So I can totally understand where you're coming right. from there and seeing like listening to your music as well. I can see where some of that influence comes in with some of the smoothness of that classic rock feel, especially more of a modern feel to it as well. So again, I, I like, I like asking yeah. this question because I get to see where your guys influence come in and see how the different pieces really work within your music. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess for mine would be, I grew up listening, actually my family listened to a lot of country music and I kind of grew up on the countryside aspect until I started learning guitar at the age of, I believe it was 13. Um, and my first song I ever learned fully through was One Step Closer from Linkin Park. And nice. then uh, I decided, hey, maybe I could do something with guitar and not be like a shy, you know, grade nine and 10 child and maybe break out into something and, you know, build up my, uh, my confidence to talk to people and do things that not everybody was able to do, which was play guitar um at the time and stuff a lot more like i find like the older you get the more you hear of people playing it now which is awesome but back in the day i didn't know what else to do kind of like to build some confidence in anything so i learned one step closer and then i actually funny that brian brings up alter bridge i actually listened to creed a lot when i was in high school and i loved mark tremonti and i still love mark tremonti i have a mark tremonti <laughs> poster that I saw the internet when he cannot was in Cleveland, handle Ohio, you your phone right and now. He signed... Yeah, but I see. Yes. Oh my God. I got a signed phone case from him. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go slow. Um, and my wife, in a full tour here, bought me a PRS Mark Germani SE model. Guitar. Oh, nice. So I'm a huge, huge fan of Mark Tremonti. So if you're watching... So yeah, Mark. I grew up listening to uh, a lot of... Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? He's the reason why I picked up uh, my guitar and tried to learn these really crazy like finger-picking techniques and stuff to kind of get things going in, in Raven's Code in a different level. Uh, but when it comes to... Yeah, I started listening to rock, like I said, when I was around 13, 14 years old. And then now I'm kind of listening to everything from shine down to you know carrie underwood to uh, like i love motionless and white i love uh um he had mentioned a band ice nine kills i love the heaviness but i can go you know at all aspects of music i just love music i don't care who sings it who makes it 
a couple of things to add on to that. One is when you're talking about like being introduced with country music before learning guitar with one step closer than going further within yeah. there, having that initial background in there, it gives you a different perspective when it comes to different writing styles and how that music affects you and how that music sounds in order to deliver the messages trying to deliver. So when it comes to maybe trying to write right. something like more of like a ballad rock style, you're able to understand how that yeah. mess, how those messages really can impact you so that you writing the style and you're performing it in a way where it's going to make the most amount of sense and it's going to really blend in completely and really make just this great sound. And when you're talking about Mark Tremonti as well, I mean, I'll put it this way. I, I st- to this day, I still don't understand how a guitar works. Like I, I look at it. I'm like, I know, I know if I wanted Magic. to try to learn how to play it, I could, but I still look at it, I'm like, I have no idea how this works. When I got to see Alter Bridge play live right before the pandemic hit, I was just like, everyone's just like, they're just jamming out, having a good time. I'm like, have my eyes glued on Mark Tremonti at this point, watching him play guitar. I'm like, yeah. okay, I know that, I know play, for Timmy, playing guitar doesn't make sense. But I know to guitar players, what you're doing doesn't make sense. So I'm just sitting there thinking, yeah. how in the hell is this even possible? Yeah, my hand doesn't well, even I, move that fast doing <laughs> like gibberish, let alone hitting the notes yeah. that he's hitting. It just, it boggles the mind. I think everybody that goes to an Alter Bridge or Tremonti concert is thinking that exact same thing. You can see them just out in the, in, in the crowd just doing this. Like, I feel you, man. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I feel it. You know, it's just like, it's like, okay, yeah, you're all, you're all wanting to do that. But you, I don't know. It's, it's pretty intense. They either, they either make the face in the, in the gestures that Mike was doing, or you see a lot of people going, <laughs> how? Just how? Yeah. Like he just makes it look so easy and effortless. And it's like, I would try, I would give anything to play 10% as good as him. He's just fantastic. Yeah. I forgot what magazine it was, but there was a magazine that uh, labeled him as the best guitarist of the decade for the 2010s. And I just looked at him like, it makes total sense with what he's able to do. Is there like for guitarists, is there potentially someone that had a bigger, like, like a more prominent decade than him? Maybe. But it was someone that plays that technically well and with that craziness to him. Like, I don't think there is. Like, it was the no. perfect pick. I, I couldn't agree more. Probably walk off the earth yeah. all playing the same guitar. Oh, yeah. Same time. <laughs> all five of them all around the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Maybe. those guys. Probably, honestly. <laughs> all right, Mike. I, I, I actually saw them um, walk off the earth last year. <laughs> Or two yeah, years we ago. Saw them too. So they were pretty sweet too, and they actually did it live. They're did so they play awesome. the one guitar, yeah. Yeah, they would. They did. Um, yeah. For me, Sorry. it's it's less about the uh, less about the destination, but more about the journey. Um, it started off, you know, with with my right. parents listening to like you, uh, Fleetwood Mac, um, <laughs> Chicago, um. You know, Joni Mitchell's um, all the way up to, to Broadway show tunes and all of that stuff. So that was constantly I would wake up to to any of those types of Elton John's, you know, all of those. Um, and then and then when I was able to, like, afford, you know, like cassettes and CDs, uh, the, the probably the first one that I purchased because somebody in my class had it. It was the Green Day Dookie album. That was and, actually gonna be my guess, honestly. I was yeah, like, it's gotta be yeah. Dookie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it 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 just it changed me. It opened up my eyes to a whole new 
a whole new world. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Throwback. Just going to keep thanks, coming Zippo. up tonight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it just, so that was, it was cranked. And then I was just like, there's more of these bands. There's more of these people. So it would be like the offspring, you know, and, and Nirvana and, and, and it just really just, but I, I, I feel like I, I have, I keep to those, those roots, the, the, the jazz and the blues and the folk. And, and I feel like a lot of that kind of comes through in my playing and my, my creative juices. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's about the journey for me, not the destination. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for all of the music that, that I have listened to. Um, and now it's, I'm constantly on, on the internet, you know, plugging our stuff. And so I'm listening to music all the time, every single band. It's just, it's, there, there isn't one that I'm just focusing in on probably alter bridge if I, if I have to, but I'm, I'm just constantly playing different music and it's not just rock it's it's everything it's it's country it's pop and and uh and everything so yeah no i totally Mine. understand that we're, we're gonna have like maybe one band that you're gonna focus on a little bit more than the others but you're just gonna have this wide range of different bands that you listen to it totally yeah. makes sense but one thing i do want to add in there is when you're talking about you know right when you got to listen to dookie for the first time and seeing how that really came into play overall what really ended up taking off with that is in my mind Take a listen to a lot of the bands that you guys were talking about, like that really influence you as well as a whole. Like thinking about again, Alter Bridge, thinking about bands like Three Days Grace, like Shine Down. And thinking about this, the bands that before they started really getting prominent music and really making it big, the bands that they probably listened to, like the bands of the 90s that you were listening to, again, Nirvana, Green Day, The Offspring. So when it comes yeah. to kind of like creating more of that modern rock sound, it's like you're not just listening to like what these guys have made. You're listening to what these guys were inspired by as well. And mm -hmm. that's where a lot of that, like, I'm not going to say the similar sound coming, but the inspired sound is coming from because your guys' music definitely has its own flavor to it as well, where it could be considered similar to it. But it, again, it's going to be its own thing. And especially after listening to the album. Yeah, it definitely is its own thing. Trust me on that. Nice. Thanks. Love it. Because I'm like even looking at like, yeah, because I put the album on like right before the podcast started. I'm like, okay, I'll just listen. I think I got to up to letting you go until all of a sudden this started. So I was like, okay, I got to pause it there. I don't want to listen to it while we're playing, even though like that kind of, I think that'd be kind of weird. Also, like, okay, let's just listen to it during this whole entire thing. <laughs> just stare at us while we hear it. Pretty much. Yeah. It'd be the weirdest thing. But that that has happened on, on other interviews. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yes, it was it super awkward. Wait, really? Especially if you pick like a slow song and then you just, yeah, it, the song is never slower than when you're sitting there in an interview listening to it and they're looking at you. True story. Oh, oh dear God. Okay. Note to self and never, ever do that. Cause that is just, yeah. uh, I'll say if it's like, a, if it's like one of those slower, like more ballady songs, but if you guys are like playing it live, like during an interview, that's a totally different story. But if it's like, no. if someone's playing it to you, it's, oh, yeah. uh, I can see where that gets cringy. Oh yeah, you don't know what to look at because no, we got it played to us. What do I normally do with my hands? Yeah, <laughs> you know the music. Music worked really well. Put your hands on, but 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 we were playing, and I, I, I still don't know what to do with my hands right now. Oh, so good. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you're gonna end up like this. All right, I got it. Perfect. <laughs> this is over. It's over now. But one thing that did surprise me about you guys is um. 
right when I got to take a look at your music as well, because the first thing, of course, I do is like when I got to listen to it, jump to Spotify as well, because I don't I have Apple Music, but I don't have the streaming side of it. But I was like, OK, take a look at Spotify. Also take a look at them for the stats as well, because that's what a lot of people are using now. Take a look at monthly listeners. And it's still over 100,000 as well. So my question to you guys now is like with the release of Fire and Storm, was that one thing that really helped you take off again and really get you back into more prominence within the rock and metal community? Because I see you guys came out with them in 2013, like an EP in 2019, but there was a little bit of a, like a break in between there in terms of new music releases. So is this with uh, with this new album really able to just lift that back up again? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that when, when we released District of Broken Hope, it was kind of like, all right, there it is. You know, we did it. We made it. We, we did an album and, and you know, we, we, we toured it and, and we, we tried to sell it. And then it was just kind of one of those things. It was just like, all right, there we go. We played and, you know, we, we chatted and we hung out. And we still wrote music. But um, we also get ju- married and having kids and yeah, doing life, life, kind of, kind of took over, um, and then, and then, yeah, things really started to 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 pick up. We we started noticing like online that people were were listening to it, and and people started commenting that you know this music has changed their life and and it's it's saved them, and they're sending us tattoos with lyrics on their on their body um that that we we wrote you know it was it was pretty cool um it just it just it just covers. hit a chord with us and we we're just like you know what let's they like it let's just keep doing it so we we started recording fire and storm and it, it took a few years but yeah we got her going and people are loving it and so we're just like you know what let's let's run with it let's dip our toes in the water and and see what happens. So kind of in that way, though, in a in an interesting way, you end up avoiding that like sophomore slump album because I was talking about this with a couple other bands as well. And it's I want to see what you guys have to think about this. But usually what happens is, you know, that first album, it takes a long time. It takes a long period of time for you guys to make that because you've worked on this for over the course of years. And all of a sudden it gets put out there. And then maybe all of a sudden, like, oh, a label picks you guys up and they expect a new album within the next year or so. And it's like, now you've got that pressure on you. You don't have all that time to really work and perfect everything. So that's why a lot of times you get that sophomore slump album. However, with the fact that life kind of took over, got married, had kids, just whatever life threw your way. But then all of a sudden you guys picked it back up and you worked on this album for a couple of years and then released it in 2020. You kind of had that like first album feel back once again. And you didn't have to go through that sophomore slump phase, which is honestly pretty awesome. Absolutely. You you totally hit the nail on the head with that. There's a, a huge difference between having to write an album and letting the album be written on on its own like like kind of letting things take their course right Right. when you're forcing 10 songs into an album down the people's throat because that's what you need to do is come up with your new album this year because it's been two years since your last one it you have to you kind of you lose something along the way and it's just kind of that that organic feel of what writing music is supposed to be so when you just let things happen, yeah, you get to where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and, and it's like, amazing how much stuff you can write about having lived through lots of things. You know, there's lots of things to write about when you're out there when you're out there living. You know, you could get fired, you could get a new job, you could get married, you could have kids. It really opens up, you know, just it, it really opens a lot of doors 
for for writing songs and being inspired. And and also too, as time goes on, especially with from uh, District of Broken Heart, uh, District of Broken Homes being released in 2013 and Fire and Storm being released in 2020. That's seven years, and that's seven years of just experience that you guys have gone through with so many different things. And in those seven years, maybe some different perspectives have changed. Maybe your views on the world have changed. And when you go looking back at certain things that have happened, you're looking back at them in new perspectives. So when you're writing songs about them, you're presenting them in a completely different light. You're you're presenting these themes in a completely different way that, you know, when you, if you wrote them, like right when it happened, you might've gotten a completely different feel, but you look at back at them in more of a retrospective style, you might be creating something that people are going to really resonate with because they're going to be able to see that kind of same emotion through your own thoughts and words and the sound of the instrumentation. And that's when all of a sudden you're going to get that point where people are going to have the tattoos of their lyrics on their body. And just because it means so much of it helped them get through potentially a very hard point in life or potentially help them to keep going on give them inspiration to do something great, whatever it might be, but just taking the time and really being able to understand and let this album create itself and want to create it instead of being forced to create it, trying to force different pieces in there just to make something. When you let it happen naturally, I'm always a much bigger proponent of that because that's when a lot better music comes out in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You nailed it. You see the world through just a, such a, (laughs) such a different lens. The, the older you are and the more experience you have. And and you you notice that even when you listen to the two albums side by side, even just the the topics of the songs that we're writing about, it's easy to, you know, write a song in your, in your early twenties about parties and love and, you know, breakups, heartache, that, that kind of stuff is easy. But when you, you kind of get a chance to live a little more, you see that, there, there's a little more gray and a little less black and white, and you end up having, you end up having to write songs about things that are just a little bit more substantial, I suppose. Um, and that's what 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 you hear when you listen to our second album. Yeah, because especially as you know, you get a little bit more of that perspective on things, like you said, everything becomes more gray instead of less black and white. Or it's like you're right, you could potentially be right about something, you know, potentially losing a loved one that you really connected with. And if you lost them back when you were like, let's just say 18 or 19, it's different losing them at maybe 25, 35, whatever age it might be, because then there's a different, there's just a different vibe, there's a different connection that's built up through those different years. So writing about it, you know, in different times, you're going to give completely different perspectives on it. And you're going to see that, you know, this isn't always one way or the other way. Even talk about like talking about heartache or breakups as well. When you're like writing about this as like a 16, 17 year old kid, it feels like the end of the world because if it was your first one, it's like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this again. And then as time goes on, you might be able, you might be writing about it, but you might be writing about it in a different way where it's like, okay, this one didn't necessarily have that substance and that emotion and that passion, that connection that we were, that I was hoping for. So it's not going to be as hurtful or it could be somewhere you really lost it, like lost someone that you had a major connection with in a relationship. Uh, standpoint, then you're going to be talking about that in a much different light as well, potentially talking about, okay, maybe this is my last chance at this. So you're giving a lot of different perspectives on this just through life experience. And again, having that time frame to really create this album the way that you guys wanted to do it, instead of having it be forced into like, okay, we got to get this out by this year or like by this time, just letting it happen really brings forward a lot of the quality there because you're letting the sounds just take over. You're letting the instrumentation take over to express the emotion you're trying to express within the meanings of these songs and the themes of the songs and the album. And then you're letting the vocals also do the exact same thing too with the vocal tones, with the lyrics, whatever it might be. You're letting these things 
like uh, create naturally instead of just be, you know, something forced. Bingo. Absolutely. Yeah. That's deep, buddy. That's deep. You nailed it. This has been something I've been kind of like pushing for like probably the past year, year and a half. Just like I've just listening to music, just going through the stuff I've gone through in life, even though, you know, I'm not, I've probably gone through like only a fourth of my whole entire life at this point. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But just kind of just thinking about music and just thinking about how it's affected me. Like that's one thing that really stuck out to me. So I'm a huge proponent of always talking about it in that way. Nice. But I'm go glad on. we're able to talk about it with you, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, now that makes me, makes me happy. Makes me put a smile on my face. I'm like, yeah. Woo. <laughs> so I do want to jump deep into one of your songs so that everyone listening can really get a good feel for what, 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 uh, Raven's code song, especially on this album really sounds like. And the one that I stuck out that stuck out to me the most was chaos. And of course, taking a look at fire and storm right now. Oops. I, Actually, almost hit play on that one. That would have been interesting. Just as we were talking, <laughs> that'd have been awkward. Oh, I looked no. at chaos because right now, <laughs> as I look at it at this moment on Spotify, it has crossed the four hundred thousand streams mark. Yes. Woo. So, nice. Sorry. Oh, don't oh, worry. That's okay. Just got excited there. And when I, and listening to that one, like that was probably the song where I'm like, when I was listening to like, okay, you know, I like this sound. This is the one that really got me concerned. Like, okay, I really want these guys in the podcast. Let's just make sure that the mu- music has like something that I really like. Just want to keep going and see if there's any more there, which of course there is a lot more, a lot different feels, a lot different styles. You're not going to get the same song twice on this album. Trust me when I say that. But when it comes to chaos, I really want to dive deep into this one because Usually when I dive deep into songs, like first thing I try to do is I figure out what the meaning of the song is and how the instrumentals play off of that meaning and how the vocals accent that as well and how everything comes together. So I got to ask with Chaos, when you guys wrote this song, what was the inspiration behind it? What was the meaning behind it? And I want to see if what I thought what you guys wrote match up. So so Chaos is is all about those things the those those vices that we have maybe it's maybe it's alcohol or maybe it's drugs maybe it's uh promiscuity maybe it's gambling and but more specifically it's about that exact second where you know you shouldn't do this thing but it's about that exact second when you say fuck it and you dive in and, and you know how terrible the thing is aside that that exact moment, that second is so like perfect in and of itself. That 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 flush of, of adrenaline is just that's what the song is about. Is about that that moment where you decide you're going to do that terrible thing, that thing you know you shouldn't do, but it but the feeling that it that it creates in you is that everybody needs a little chaos in our lives, as as we sing. Say so kind of like that, like, just like, you know, the best way to describe it, I think would also be the go back to 2012, the YOLO moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I say, because that was interesting, because when I was listening, trying to figure it out, what, cause if I'm looking over the, like, the side of the screen over here, it's because I write all this stuff down and I, because I just don't want to mess it up. So what I thought no, that's was, awesome. Me, the meaning I thought no about it was going after what you want in life. But however, there's these internal struggles that follow you and you're contemplating like basically betting everything on yourself or playing and safe. It's like the ultimate risk reward song where it's like, do I go after this or do I not go? So I can see where the kind of the, the similarities come in Absolutely. because when you're talking about different advice that, you know, like that total yeah. like fuck it YOLO moment and that yeah. just happiness that comes in there. 
kind of taking the same style where it's you want certain things in life, you want to go for it, but maybe you're scared to go after it because you've got different things going on internally. Maybe it's like, oh, I'm afraid of what people are going to think. I'm afraid people are going to say, I'm afraid how this is going to affect my relationship with this person, this person, this person, you know, might make me truly happy. It's kind of like the, you know, you get that fuck it moment, but instead of going more towards something that's a vice like drugs, alcohol, uh, sex, whatever it might be, this is kind of that exact, it's kind of the same idea, but just on the flip side where it's going after something. On the positive. Yeah. Positive. Yeah. 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 And it's funny you mentioned that too, because um scanning through through tiktok and stuff which we recently joined for some reason pure we're, entertainment i guess we're, we're very uh, hip <laughs> we're with we're, we like the hippities and the hoppities um uh we're yeah very a lot of people use that that song and they're just they're there in their bedroom just rocking out because they just they just don't care they don't care who's watching, whatever, you know, they could have a, a million people like that video, but they just, they're just there in the moment. And, and it, it's, pre- it's pretty fun to watch. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet to watch knowing that they're, they're, they're there with, with, with that song and it, and it helps them kind of release, you know, especially during a time that we're living in right now with being in this, like almost a year with this whole entire pandemic thing, where it's just kind of people having this chance to just, have this sort of euphoric release in a way, in a healthy, in a healthy way too, where it's like you're just jamming out in your room, listening to this song. And if you put a video up on TikTok, you know, maybe a million people watch it. It's like, okay, what's this person doing when this person might be looking weird? Yeah, but they're they're happy with what they're doing. They're confident in what they're doing. And this is something that is a positive for them to where they're not, you know, basically, you know, kind of like what uh, the song was written about where it's like that, the vice, the negative vices in life, they're not going after that. So it kind of has a very interesting inspiration through that. Well, that's kind of the, the beautiful thing about music is, and, and the reason why, why I don't often talk about, you know, the, the ideas behind or the, the stories behind songs is because people can make such, such amazing connections and they, and people hear what they want to hear, right? People hear what they need to hear. And it might not be at all the direction that we were taking when we, when we write a song, but that's kind of what's amazing about it is songs become what you need them to be. And one thing I do want to put on that is, is whenever I do something like this, where it's like, I really dive deep into the song and try and figure out the meaning, bring it up on the podcast is I ask what you guys meant by when you wrote it, but then I'll always give you my, what I thought about it because then it's, Love it. we're seeing where the connection is there because I've, I've, I've been really close on some of these, but I've never been a hundred percent like on the dot with <laughs> what these, what someone wrote about. And the reason is because we've all gone through different things. Like we've all experienced different things. So when it comes to listening to the song, listen to the meaning, it's we all kind of have the connection to the to this base meaning. But when we get more to the specifics of it, because of what we've dealt with in life, we all go in different directions with it. However, we all base in like the basically we all connect in that base of the meaning. We all connect with the emotion that the instrumentals are putting out there because they're connecting to what that base meaning is, even if we experience it in a completely different way. The vocals, the lyrics, we're all connecting in that way, even though it's not in the exact same specific thing. So sometimes I think when bands go way too specific on songs, yeah, it's cool. But if you didn't really like follow that specific thing that they're talking about, it's really hard to get into. Or if they go very abstract, it's really hard to just try and follow along at times because it's like, okay, where are we actually going here? When you get that happy medium and that, you know, that balance, it could be a little bit like uh, unbalanced as well. But if you have a little bit more of that abstractness to it, you can just really connect with people on that front. Just do the fact that they're going to 
connect with the base of the meaning, but they're going to create their own specific meaning to the song. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So again, that's why I always bring it up. I'm like, I like to see kind of just, you know, that, that difference in there. And then I'll let people see the difference in there as well. Because then they'll listen to what they have that base of an idea down there, but then they're going to also connect with the song in their own right. You got it. It's, it's great mm-hmm. to hear when, when different people uh, make a connection in any way. So that's awesome. Well, because like even what Mike said earlier, when you guys have had uh, people like show tattoos of the lyrics on there, yeah, it's kind of the same thing where they connect with those lyrics and they're very personal to them because they went through something that was incredibly personal they related to with that song. You might not know what it is. You might not have even thought about that when writing the song, but the emotion is the thing that connects with it. Mm. You got it. So that's what's incredible. And now I got to talk about the construction of this song because this is something I always like to look. Of course, the instrumentals as well. And when it came to writing this song, like when it came to the instrumental style, what were you guys really thinking about this song with the overall feel of it? What did you guys want to achieve when it comes to the overall construction with it, the sound of it? And then we can go deep. I go deep and try and analyze this stuff and see what, you know, get my interpretation of it, see what how it matches up and everything again. I... I don't know for in, for instrumental. I, a lot of the times, it's not like at least on my end, it's not because uh, I, Brian and I, when we write, when we wrote the instrumental part to this, we didn't really have anything in mind. It was just I think I had hit two chords that sounded really sweet together, and I kind of built the song around that with Brian's help and like, hey, why don't we do this here? It's like it's like I kind of built the, the skeleton and then Brian filled in all the little pieces and stuff. And then I Mike feel like that, is like, that oh, I main have sweet bass lines to add to this at the beginning. Yeah, that main opening with that. I feel like that riff was kind of what, that was kind of the skeleton that everything, that everything kind of built around. Yeah. And the it's, good thing about it is that one of us sometimes will have an idea, but we just, pass you here guys this is my idea what do you think and then i'll get replies back or brian will get replies back and mike will get replies back and then we all kind of just come together with different ideas until something sticks and then it's i guess it just works and like like for me it's just sometimes it's just two chords or sometimes it's a melody to one of those chords that that structure a song and you just build around it it's not it, for me, it's not that it's not in depth. It just happens. And it's usually lucky and I can build around it. And where some other people that write music maybe put like a lot of thought behind what they're doing. Um, and for me, I just get lucky when it comes to some, most of the stuff that we write and I write. Just kind of let it know. happen. Yeah. It's mostly and it organic. Was, and it was pretty cool. And when, when we finally went to the studio to record it, um as we were hearing it back as as layers and layers kept going in and uh it yeah. I, I think we looked over at each other and was just like this is a very chaotic song like it just it just has so many different things coming in and out of it um that it just it kind of it it it, it is chaos in itself so it was uh it was pretty cool in that sense i don't think that was planned but uh it was cool how that kind of happened Okay, Mike. I was say, Mike. Now that you said that, that makes total sense in terms of like listening to the song and how it sounded, just because that chaotic feel did come out of it, and just again with a song called Chaos, kind of having a more chaotic hard rock feel to the song, it really did fit in well. Yeah. Well, thanks. 
Yeah, it was definitely a, a, a concept that I'd had in mind for, for a while, just the, the entire story behind the song. But uh, it, was, it was hearing that, it was her journey play that opening riff, that kind of, that was the moment that I knew that that was what this song was going to be about. We didn't have a whole song. I really didn't have any words, but just that, that intro, that, that chaos kind of sound, I, I knew that that's what this, that's what this song was going to be. Yeah, I absolutely yeah, love was, the. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Before I oh, jump no, into this, I was just gonna say it was funny because he's like, I told him, I said, this is the song to me. I think when I wrote the riff, I think this should be called Chaos. And Brian's, I think within seconds, he's like, I think I have an idea, and it was like the fastest response. And he's like, it's like, it's like this has been on deck my whole life or the last little while at least, and then bam, you came up with something I can use with it. And absolutely, it formed that way. Justin is yeah. is the is the king of writing a cool riff and then putting a single word to it. He's like, I don't have any idea what the song is going to be about, but it's going to be called Chaos. And it was just like yeah. inside my inside my mind about how that was going to connect with the story that I'd already been planning. And this happens all the time with songs, with yeah. songs that we're writing, where he just will give you a riff and a word or a thought or an idea and it just explodes. And that makes a lot of sense too. Again, what we we're talking about just with the songs coming naturally, you guys building them as a band with this complete organic feel. That's where you're gonna get the best amount of quality. And with that intro riff, because when I was listening to it, like right at first, like it comes in, it has it's a sort of with some sort of that's like more choked up sound, but yet it yeah. still it sounds full, yeah. which is really interesting. However, when the rest of the instrumentals come in and you get this feel of like it's a high energy hard rock track, however. I felt it was going to be rather melodic at times as well to really like take a deeper look in yourself, take a deep, deeper look at the chaos style. And it reminded me with the same vibe of like, again, I'm going to go back to three days grace when they had Adam with a little bit more of the chaotic hard rock sounds like kind of like, I hate everything about you or just like you just off of the original album that the, the self album that they had. And right away when I heard that, I was super excited for this because again, you're capturing that emotion. You're capturing that full on feel just through that intro and again, and just thinking, this is something that, you know, it, it sounds modern, it sounds new, but it also has that same feel of something that we've heard like 17 years ago, 18 years ago, that we heard six years ago, that we heard two years ago, that we heard last year. Like, this is awesome. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. exactly, exactly what we were going for is with a song called chaos and with a theme like this, you worry that it's, things are going to build a little too fast. It's going to get a little too, it's going to get ahead of itself. So it was a real conscious effort to, like, for example, bring that second verse kind of back down, bring it back down to just kind of a light guitar and, you know, kind of a low melodic voice and to build back up again through that pre-chorus that starts to hit. And then the chorus that comes in full is, is to not let it kind of get off the tracks. Oh, absolutely. Because even when listening to it on my end with that, with the verses, you kind of kept the instrumentals a little bit, a lot lower, more simplistic, like rock drum beat with the guitars playing very like a melodic style background sound, which yeah. was really interesting for me in this total, total style to go with because it allowed the drums to drive some of the power behind the song. Well, the guitars in the background were going to give way to what the vocals were doing. And I liked this. And my first thought was, I like this, but I really hope that the pre-chorus and the chorus really transition this really well and really just bring out the full power. Of course, when we got to the pre-chorus, guys, I really enjoyed what you did here because the instrumentals, they gave more of this full feel with the drums playing heavier in the same pace, but the guitars playing back and more and more of that choked up and full sound. And I thought it was a great move because you're bringing the intro energy that you had right back into the song, all while setting up a chorus that again, has that 
like subtle yet chaotic flavor to it and more of a melodic hard rock sense. Then you get to the chorus and the more melodic bass to the pace, it comes back, but you really take what you did the pre-chorus here and you extend it. But the difference is the guitars are playing more at that melodic pace and they're a lot more in the forefront. And it allows the sound to have that hard rock feel while mixing both the pre-chorus and the verses into all this. Again, the construction, this is like, when you're talking about a modern hard rock track, I love the focus here. I love how it sounds. The construction was absolutely perfect on this. This was incredible. Thank you, my friend. Nice. Well, thank thank you. you. We appreciate Very it. Very much. Thank you and for that, mentioning bass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> well then, Slamming I got. Well, that, well then, speaking of, speaking of not mentioning bass, we'll keep on that track. <laughs> but uh, when it came to the guitar solo, especially after the second chorus, I gotta ask, who wrote that? The what is it? The guitar solo after that. the second chorus. In chaos, the guitar solo. I'm sorry, I still couldn't hear it. The guitar solo. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I can't hear. It. Okay, um, I yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it was me. That was me. I did that. <laughs> Alrighty, I really want to ask because then I can actually direct this right at you, Justin. Because yeah. what I thought about the guitar solo, the second chorus, I thought it was done in just fantastic style because you had that higher distortion on it, plays nicely along with the drum beat where it was like standing on its own, but it's heavily contrasting with the drums in terms of the overall pacing where. I'm like, huh, this right. is, or it isn't heavily contrasting, my bad. A contrast, like, I thought it would have been really cool at the same time with giving that different feel, but it worked so nicely in there with the style that it had where it wasn't contrasting too heavily. So I'm like, oh, this feels really natural. This feels organic. This feels like it absolutely belongs in this song. Again, letting this kind of song just really focus in on itself and really formulate itself. So again, with the whole entire instrumental setting, with every piece that was in there, when it comes to that, like, feel like a great modern hard rock track, you guys absolutely hit the nail on the head with this. Nice. Well, thank you. Yeah, for the solo, it was probably about, I would say, 90% of what you heard right now. And the good thing about, we didn't actually mention yet, but when we go record in the studio, we have, uh, we have a producer that we work with, and he ends up changing quite a bit of the, the stuff on the overall album. Like sometimes it's the feel of things or the way you play things. But in this situation, I believe I had about 90% of it was the same of what came out in the final uh, final recording. And his idea was to switch up, I don't remember which part it was, but it ended up changing the feel. I think it was the very end of the solo. And it, to me, it was just like, that's exactly how it should have been when I wrote it. And he is almost like the fifth band member. And when we're like writing music and writing songs, I feel that we always, not marry ourselves to the songs going into this to the recording studio because you're not supposed to marry your ideas down you're supposed to be open-minded and stuff but that's the only way that we've ever heard it on the demos that we'd send back and forth to each other so when we took it to the studio and his name is marty uh marty at slr studios by the way um he's like the genius and he just came up with ideas on this album and that specific part of chaos that uh i don't know i just feel like he just kind of polished that solo off in another way that I would have never have thought of doing. So got to plug him. He's, he's like the fifth member in our band. That's talented, right. Talented guy. Yeah. Who never shows up to shows. Yeah. Well, when live shows, no, I'm kidding. I'll say when live shows return, you gotta be like, Hey man, you got to show up to a show. We'll call you out on stage and we'll just, you know, yeah. Give you the Absolutely. credit where credit is due. We bribed, we bribed him a few times. I think it was our CD release party. And then we never saw him again. He did come out. He did. He yeah. did come out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just working, man. He's recording 24-7. He's a busy guy. Literally. Probably just, 
probably just stuck so in busy. the zoo the whole entire time. Probably just gets like some sort of like IV bag that has like some weird thing yeah. that just allows him just to like consistently have energy and work twenty four seven. That's pretty much it. That's that's Marty. Well, then on that, Marty, excuse me, you are the man. Just give you that. <laughs> so, Marty, if you're listening, yeah, you're the man. All right. Also, when it comes to chaos, because what the instrumentals, I always like to go through the vocals as well, because, of course, what I mentioned earlier with the whole entire, like, I can feel this, like, weird combination between, like, Rich Luzzi of Rev Theory and Adam Gante of Three Days Grace. I want to talk about that as well so people get a flavor for it on this song. When it came to the verses, again, it reminded me of that mix where, because the, the vocals, they weren't as powerful, but they had this more, like, softer sound. However, mixing them with the softer and less full instrumental style here, overall, in my opinion, was a great move because with the strings from the guitars and the bass really held back more, it just gave the vocals, like, a great time to just play along with them and let the full-sounding drum beat really complement everything. So I was an absolute fan of this 100%, and I love the mix because you could really feel that kind of just same vibe of the chaotic feel with the distortion of, like, an Adam Gantier-style vocal, but with the driving force of, like, a Rich Luzzi, Rev Theory-style vocal, like, it just kind of had this concentrated yet almost chaotic feel to it. Nice. Yeah, there, there's definitely something about the, the chord progression in that song that kind of gives you almost like a almost a bluesy kind of feel to it. So it kind of it, 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 almost like a I can't even put my my fingers on it. Where it's it has that that smooth feeling like you were saying in the verse, but when you get to the when you get to the pre-chorus and chorus, it just that the rasp kind of kicks in and the I, I found something about this song just. Maybe it was just because I, like, I felt a real connection to it writing it, but I just felt like you could feel the, the emotion in this song. And it's something about the way that it's sung. And uh, I think that kind of that bluesy feel I was talking about, but something about when I listen to it and when we sing the song that I just, I, it, it takes me to the way I was feeling when we were, when we were writing the lyrics. And, and I feel like that's kind of your goal writing a song is to have those to have that feeling that emotional connection come through when people listen yeah so that was you, really the goal there and when you're going to end up performing this one as well when it comes through to the to people when they're listening to it it that when you connect with it that heavily and when you sing the song and when you're performing it when you re- revisit those emotions and you just are able to present them over and over again through a live performance people are going to connect with that every step of the way there's going to be no misconnection on that whatsoever oh yeah big time yeah. Yeah. And then kind of, and then uh, Brian, what you're saying, like just going to the pre-chorus and chorus where some of that like raspiness kind of came in a little bit more of that uh, kind of like that Adam Gantier chaotic vocal style kind of came in. And I picked up on this because of course the pre-chorus comes in. It's like the pace and the quickness of the notes that you're hitting with the, with the vocals, with the lyrics, they picked up. And I really liked when you did this because you got more of that healthy mix again, where like the originally concentrated, more focused in style, but they're also going to get that Adam Gantier raspier, more chaotic style now it's starting to come more to the forefront with that faster pace i thought this was damn cool because it was the perfect transition for vocal style into the chorus and then when you got to the chorus they were much they felt the vocals much louder much more full in the way that i thought of them and that chaotic raspiness really came forward but having the melodic construction behind it was a great move to really show off more of the power in the hard rock sense that your vocals have and that more of this like hard rock sound that you guys have overall so it really was like the perfect song, like as the forefront to where if a try, people are going to try and get into Raven's Code and listen to this album, this is the song. If you're not going to start out and just do the album run through, if you're like, okay, give me a song to listen to. This is the one. There nice. you go. You heard it here nice. first, folks. Thank you. That's the one to start with. 
So, and if you guys want a little bit more on that, so you got everyone listens to the podcast, you know, whenever I do one of these, I always do a little overall at the end of it. So it kind of summarizes the song. And this is what I wrote. Overall, if you're a fan of Mark, modern hard rock, this band is one you need to check out right now. Well, right now by, you know, finish up the podcast first and then yes. go check out this band. They've Don't sound, leave. Don't leave. They, yeah. They have a sound built for it with one that you will really like if you have ever enjoyed listening to bands like No Resolve, Rev Theory, Three Days Grace, St. Sonia. The best thing I think you will find on their 2020 release is the fact that there's a great mix that they created with their sound. Like there's a mix, like this isn't like the sole sound of it. There's a lot of different sounds on this album, a lot of different styles of songs on this album that I think you're really going to like. You're really going to feel a full sound. No two songs sound the same and everything is mixed beautifully. And honestly, with this album, nothing seems out of place. Like everything seems to fit in naturally. Like we're talking about with the fact that you guys had the time to really work on this and create what you want, not have the pressure of it's got to be out by this day. So everything felt naturally. And this was, this was fantastic. Nice. Thanks brother. That's, that's what you want to hear. Thank you very much. Tricks in the mail, Kevin. Tricks in the mail. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, the question is where you're sending that check, though, because if all of a sudden you're sending it to the wrong address and someone's going to have my check. That's true. <laughs> Get your hands off my check. That's to be so out of, out of uh, those 400,000 listeners, thank you, everybody. How much of those were you? Um, probably about 15 at this point. Nice. nice. Okay. Cool. I'll take it. So, so I'm, I'm 0.000 like 1% at that point. I probably got it wrong, though, because someone's probably going to just come on. Oh, no, you're definitely wrong on that. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, I know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, wait a minute. Now I gotta think. This is gonna. This is gonna kill. Me. I think it's zero zero. Yeah, I think I might have been right. Like zero zero one two percent or something like that. Yeah, nice. give or take a few decimal points yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give me the buffer of one or two. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You'll have to do an edit. Yeah. Oh god. There's <laughs> like a little disclaimer <laughs> on the bottom. No yeah. disclaimer on the bottom that says disclaimer. This is what this is actually the number. <laughs> hey Alexa, what percentage is point? No. <laughs> <laughs> so good again, my uh, headphones on, because otherwise, all of a sudden, that would have come out, and then all of a sudden, I would have heard boop. The percentage is playing Raven's Code. Where yeah. were you? Damn it! Not that song. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Alexa probably would do. Oh shoot! I said her name. Now she's probably going to pick up on that. Ah! Oh, well, whatever. But when it comes down to the release of the album, when it comes to the release of Fire and Storm, when you release it in 2020, what was the overall reception from it from the fans? Because, again, this is fantastic. I mean, you've got multiple songs, that, as I'm looking at it right now, with over uh, 250,000. You got three songs over 250,000 streams. You don't have a, like you don't have a song that's under 10,000 streams on this album. So it was definitely listened to. The question I have to you guys is, to you, how is this received and what did the fans think? I get people all the time messaging me saying your album is awesome. And it's it's weird because some these people, like I was telling I was telling the guys uh, in another conversation we were having is that I have people that are like diehard metalheads who just want heavy music. And they'll come up to me and say, I love heavy music. Some of your songs are not heavy, but I love your songs. There's just something about the way that you guys do your music that it makes me want to expand my thought process and not listening to just metal music. And to me, that's like the biggest compliment. One of the biggest compliments that we can kind of, you know, get someone else to listen to a different style of music and still, you know, enjoy themselves. So that's just an example. I know that's huge. 
I think yeah. the the oh sorry, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 been it's been very well perceived um, online and very much a, a surprise to a lot of people as well too. They were, you know, they when we when we released it, there you know we still have people commenting and saying, "Whoa, this is new Ravens code. This is this is great news." Um, we kind of suck in the marketing department. Um, there was, there was really no lead up. It was just kind of one of those, here it is. This is it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that hurt us or helped us or whatever, but, but yeah, no, every, everybody's really enjoying it, really enjoying the feel. Um, some are saying it's better than the first, which is, which is pretty cool. I think also releasing it in 2020 as well, even without a lot of lead up into it, we're kind of just like dropping it. It's something where, with everyone trying to find new stuff in 2020 people just begging for new music because of the lack of live shows and a lot of bands holding on to albums, trying to wait until this whole entire thing passed just so they could tour with them. That did give you guys an advantage as well, because it's something new and something that's going to be out there for people to listen to and rather drop it in 2020 than in 2021, because in 2021 in this year with so many bands holding on to stuff, right when there's a glimmer of hope, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to see week weekends where all of a sudden like Friday's, Albums are going to be dropping left and right. Like you're going to get three or four it's major true. releases every single weekend, probably come like mm-hmm. July yeah. through November. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. It was, it was about just, uh, just getting it out there and making it something special, something exciting, something that people could really get behind and, and trying to give the most people a, a chance to hear it and connect with it. And, and like we were hearing from, from journey there a minute ago, their response has been really great having, uh, a lot of people messaging us, talking about the connection they're making to songs. Uh, people sending us covers of them playing the songs is is the coolest thing I think in in the whole world. It when is. you see people that have gone taken the time to go out and 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 learn your song and play it back for you, is there isn't a better feeling in the world. And I think that really really captures yeah. the connection that people make to the music, and it uh, and it means the world to us. And then like what Justin said as well, with the compliments that you had gotten with that, with metalheads saying, you know, I only listen to metal, but this is awesome. It's again, it's just the fact that you guys created Mm -hmm. music that allowed them to really connect with it on a personal level. That's really where it comes into play on that front. Absolutely. So also because of course we're in the weirdness that is the coronavirus pandemic and really can't tour on this when we are able to hopefully this year though, do you guys have any plans when it comes to getting back out on the road, touring with this album and just having a blast playing live shows? Is there anything in the works right now or is it still kind of all up in the air? Because honestly, who knows what's going on right now? I think it has to be kind of up in the air. Like it, it can't be existent. We, we can't really talk about it because we don't know. There is that unknown. Yeah. So you can't really plan anything. Um, the only planning that we're doing is just pumping this album getting as many people to know about it as possible so that when and if you know we start we start hitting the hitting the clubs and and the stadiums um that they're there for us and they're there to hear us um so we we have some plans where we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit the world pretty hard with the album and uh and then just go from there sorry i can't give you a better answer but that seems like, yeah. you know, that seems like what, what a lot of people are, are going through this, this crazy times. Just like the banks, they can't give you an answer. We don't know where your money's going. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But um, another... Oh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say another good thing, like as, as you know, terrible as the situation that's going on right now with the coronavirus is, it actually gave us a lot of time to just focus on writing more music as well. Like we've been not really able to do much when it comes to leaving the house. So I kind of look at this as a, uh, I guess like a blessing in disguise when it comes to being able to pump out some more music and sending the guys more ideas and stuff. So like when the time is ready, or when the time is right, we'll be ready to record more music, which we've already, you know, hopefully we've booked it already, but hopefully the coronavirus allows us to do it, you know, safely again. But uh, yeah, this time when we're not leaving the house, this is pretty much the only thing we do is, is send each other demos and songs and stuff. So it kind of helps us in that aspect. And the key too is, is it's, it's something where you guys are sending stuff that you want to send. Again, there's no pressure to create something super duper soon because also you just release fire and storm once again. So you're able to create this, these new, this more new music during this time with different inspirations, while different mindset and really be able to talk about certain things that, you know, you wouldn't be able to talk about them at this way last year. So it does make a lot of sense on that front. Also where you're not literally, you're not just saying, okay, you know, the pandemic hit, we're just going to wait this out because we wanted the 2020 and 2021 to be like this, but they didn't happen that way. So now we're not happy about it. No, you're seeing, okay, this is the situation. What can we do to make it the best for us right now? That's exactly it. You got it. All about Outlook. Yep. And yep. not the email service from Microsoft that is the bane of my existence. Precisely. Oof. Right. <laughs> had, to, had to throw a little jab Gross. in there. Get him. And that's why I still run all this <laughs> stuff all the stuff that I do personally off of my Mac, except for the fact that I hate the keyboard. That's, that's the one other bane of my existence. Yeah. yeah the command win. key is always in the wrong spot. <laughs> the command keys are in the wrong spot. I mean, if I, I mean, I still have everything connected up. Like I've got a different keyboard I have connected up here, but like my actual laptop keyboard, uh, the space bar was sticking all of a sudden now it's flying off. I was going to take it to Apple to get it repaired. They're like, yeah, you have to keep it with us for 72 hours. Uh, no, I got lots of work I got to do. So we got to figure out something different. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah. to keep my mice. Mises. Uh, Mises? Mises. Yeah. Mises? Yeah. What's, what Mises. is mouse plural? Like, <laughs> mice? 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 My. Pretty sure that's it. It's my. Hey, this Alexa. Comes, this conversation comes up more than you'd think. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not surprised. <laughs> oh, good time. Uh, good times. Alrighty, well, taking a look at the time right now, because we're getting close to like hour 20, hour 30, and we really went deep with chaos. We talked about you guys, the kind of concept behind this album, the in terms of how you made it, what's going on with Raven's Code, and really getting people to know who you guys are more as a band that don't, especially people in my audience that might not know who you are. So for people in my audience who don't know who Raven's Code is, go check them out because you heard us talk about them. You heard us go through chaos. And that's just one song off this incredible album, Fire and Storm. So, yeah, go check out more. Yeah. 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 Do that. Thank on you. Your own, yeah. On your own accord. And so, reach out you to want us to. once you've listened to the music. We love hearing from people. Just tell us what you think of the songs. Tell us what songs you like, what you like about them. You know, the connections that you've made to them. We will answer back. Anything, yep. if you send us a message, we're yeah. going to write back to you. We love making connections. So, so, uh, to tell us what you think. So then the, the question is, is when they, after they listen to this stuff and they want to tell you what they think of it, where can they find you guys to tell you this stuff? Probably everywhere. Like <laughs> everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, now TikTok, 
good times on the TikTok, um, <laughs> Facebook. Um, what are some other socials? What are what are some other things? Just go to ravensgo.com yeah. and you can find yeah, it. Yeah, ravensgo.com. It's all there. All the links are there and stuff. Oh, no MySpace page. What the heck, man? Oh god. I think we still have it. There's got to be There's got to be one around somewhere. We should look into that. Honestly, if I can find it, I might actually put it in the uh put it in there because Oh, Jesus. For everyone listening, you guys know I always do this. I have to reiterate to make sure you guys don't forget when it comes to finding Ravens code online, when it comes to where you can find them on social media, finding that good old the good old TikTok profile now, find them on YouTube, where you can find them online with their website, where you can buy some of the merch, where you can stream their music. Again, just take a look at the description of the podcast, either if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Just look at the description, you're going to see something that says find Ravens Code online. You're going to see all the links there with all the labels. All you have to do is just click on the links and you're going to be good to go. I'm making this as easy as possible for you guys, so... When I say nice. you have no excuse, you literally have no excuse. And I do want you guys to listen to this up and then reach out to the band and tell them what you think and get in a conversation with them because these guys are incredibly fun to have a conversation with. I mean, heck, they reached out to me saying they like the podcast and I got to listen to some of their music and boom, here they are today. So yeah, they do respond to their stuff and it's good stuff. Nice. Best plug ever. So so before so before we really do the whole entire sayonara thing, see you later. If you guys want to say anything, the floor is now yours. I know we did the, just did the whole entire plug thing, but whatever else you want to say, have at it. Thank yeah, you I, to I, everybody who listens. Yeah, that. Go ahead, Brad. No, no, I, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, Thank time. you to the people who are listening. You're the reason why we're writing the music. Um, I, I can't reiterate enough. To reach out to us and tell us what you think and the connections that you've made and the stories that, that you have uh, around our music because we love hearing it and we'd love to to talk with you about it. Um, that that's really the best part for us is uh, is when we get to connect with with fans. So so reach out to us. We will get back to you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and if you are trying to find us on TikTok, um, <laughs> make- <laughs> Make sure you get the right handle. There's actually this this girl who has the the she's at Ravens Code and she has five followers. I tried to reach her a few times trying to trying to get it. So now we're in a we're in a lawsuit against her trying to trying to reclaim that name back. You know, so we had to go. I think it was a, a, a Ravens Code the band or something like that. I don't know, man. It sucks, but whatever. Maybe we'll be at Ravens Code one day, but we'll so see. at Ravens Code, if you're listening, please <laughs> please give us our us. name back. We want our name back. Unless you can sing, <laughs> then you're in the band. Then you're in the band. Yeah, you're in the wins. band. Everyone yeah. wins. Do you play but... the drums? Drew's not here right now. Where is Drew? <laughs> oh, we didn't introduce Drew. Oh, oh my God. Drew. Can we He's waiting in the this? lobby this whole redo, time. Can we redo it? Can, can we redo, redo the album? <laughs> can we redo this whole podcast? Yeah, just, <laughs> just, cut, just cut him in. He's been yeah, sending me messages. Good. Guys, let me in. Has no. he been? Oh god. No. no. no I, I would have I would have seen him pop up on the uh like the Zoom waiting room like, oh, he's waiting to come in. Then we would have let him in. We would have roasted him for a couple of minutes. It would have been fantastic. Right. And then you kick him out. <laughs> 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 Alrighty, well, as we bring this one to a close, I'm going to end with four points to remember. One, 
when it comes down to finding this band online again, when it comes find them on TikTok with the at Ravens code, the band thing, don't worry. Everything's going to be in the description of the podcast with all the links. So it's going to be as easy as possible. Second, please go and check out Fire and Storm because it is a great album. And then also tell the guys right after you listen to what you think of it. Again, just, just message them on their socials. They're great at responding. Third, and this is something that's more personal for me. And the precursor to this is, guys, please do not bankrupt me on this because every time on the podcast when I talk to someone that I really like, it's enjoyable, it's a great time, I have this little thing I like to say and it puts you in a little club that I created. So this is not an if, this is a when. I get to see you guys play live for the first time because it's going to happen once live shows return. Either if it's going to be by where you guys are, where I am, anywhere in the in the northern North America-ish area, South America, wherever in the world. The promise I'm making you guys is this. First round's on me. Yeah, brother. Nice. You got it. I love Thank it. You, I, will, I will graciously accept that's what I like to hear. Just please don't bankrupt me. You know, if it's a, if it's a hundred dollar tab, uh, maybe if it's a nine nine point, it's a nine dollar ninety nine cent tab. Okay, that's totally fair. Done. <laughs> well, you did say the first round, so that it shouldn't be too expensive. Although Justin, he loves the fancy stuff. It's pretty expensive. I was just gonna say the same about you, Mister Appletini. <laughs> oh, <can> I, can <laughs> I get a slippery <laughs> nipple? Oh yeah, <laughs> love the Albertinis, man. Okay. I don't always drink, but when I do, it's a belief. But when I do, <laughs> that video <laughs> still exists. I think it does. <laughs> All right, so we got Appletini for Mike. We got some good stuff for Justin, Brian, whatever you want, and then for me, either a beer or maybe I'll have a nice gin and tonic, whatever it might be. But so that was the third thing. The fourth thing is, is now that I have you guys as a part of my first rounds on me club. I cannot end this podcast in good conscience by saying goodbye because that feels like the end of it. I got plans to see you guys live. I got plans to buy you the first round and I'd love to have you back on the podcast again at some point because this was fun. Love doing this. So I can't end this with a goodbye. Absolutely. Got to end this with the best thing possible that I always do this with because it's my favorite. See you later. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on. See ya. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Raven's Code out of Canada. And yeah, if you like that hard rock mix, so if you like bands like No Resolve, who we've had on the podcast before, if you like bands like Shine Down, if you like bands like Rev Theory, Three Days Grace, this is definitely a band for you to check out. So go check out Raven's Code right now because I know you guys don't want to miss out on this. Their album Fire and Storm is very well done. It feels very natural and this has a great overall hard rock sound to it and no two songs sound the same as they even incorporate a couple of other different styles in there as well some ballads in there even you know you're definitely going to get something of a full on experience so on that note that's gonna be for me today guys thank you for watching listening to the chord progression podcast of msd rocks for rock and metal thrive my name is kevin and you guys know how i ain't every single one's up to the big healthy and hearty see you yeah